Hello, Invital Lifers. I'm excited to announce that this episode is sponsored by Importe. Did you know that takeout food containers and food wrappers are the number two most collected items found in beach cleanups worldwide, second only to cigarette butts? Based in San Diego, California, Importe helps restaurants create community reusable to-go container programs with stainless steel leak-proof alternatives to single-use items. Importe gives restaurant goers a truly sustainable option for to-go food packaging. Visit www.importeco.com to see their amazing products and how you can do your part to go further in protecting our planet. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Invital Life session. The main focus and mission with Invital Life are to make environmental issues mainstream with truth, transparency, and education. I absolutely love connecting with people who share the same passions as I do, as well as to help and empower others who may not understand the reality of what's occurring to feel and become more involved especially when dealing with all of the varying environmental issues that we face. From your everyday adventurers to your aspiring environmental advocates and entrepreneurs, we all join together and support the shared vision of protecting our planet's long-term health and wellness. And simply put, it is just incredibly inspiring. Now, today I have that same amazing honor of joining our special guest, Brian McDonough, who with creative intuition and innovation has provided a more sustainable and more practical use for consumers to utilize when they're going about their everyday and ordering food to go. So Brian, welcome. I am ecstatic to have you on board with us today. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm excited to be here, um, talk about this stuff, get it out to more people. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, before I actually let Brian share his story and the incredible work he has ongoing, I want to give some background on the discussion topics in this episode, which are plastic pollution and marine conservation, also known as ocean conservation. Now, these topics are huge and being able to have a clear understanding of the significance of it only serves beneficial. Now, it was shocking to see that the beginning of the global plastic industry began back in 1907 with the production of the first synthetic plastic, Bakelite. However, it wasn't until the mid-1960s to around the early 1970s when plastic pollution was first noticed unintentionally, unintentionally by scientists who were conducting plankton studies. Now, given that the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration estimates that the length of time for man-made marine debris, aka plastics, to biodegrade and break down in the sea ranged from 10 years to 600 years being the longest, this fact for many of us can be beyond alarming. Now, marine debris is defined as any man-made object discarded, disposed of, or abandoned that enters the coastal or marine environment. Even when plastics do eventually break down into smaller, what is known as microplastics, these are still extremely harmful to fish and other marine life, which eventually eat the microplastics and end up being food 
us humans eat as well. So just to share some statistics, each year, 100 million marine mammals die from plastic waste alone. 100,000 marine animals die from getting in plastics yearly. So in, in digesting and eating the plastics, they die from that as well yearly. And note that these numbers are just for the animals found. There are most likely thousands of unaccounted animals that haven't been recorded that have died from plastic pollution. Um, coral reefs are home to a significant percentage of marine life and once coral reefs comes in contact with marine plastic, the probability of dying goes from 4% to a alarming 89%. Realizing that plastic accumulation in our ocean is having a direct effect on wildlife and has become this global crisis is of the utmost priority. Now, there are 15 to 51 trillion pieces of plastics in the world's oceans, and not one square mile of surface ocean anywhere on Earth is free of plastic pollution. Now, shifting gears, I want to talk about marine conservation, also known as ocean conservation. Now, marine conservation is the protection and preservation of ecosystems in oceans and seas. Now, this type of conservation concentrates on limiting human-caused damage to marine ecosystems and shifts focus on restoring damaged marine ecosystems. Touching on our previous discussion of plastic pollution, you kind of piece it together on how marine conservation and plastic pollution intersect. Addressing the issue of plastic pollution is extremely important for the abatement of furthering further threatening marine species and degrading marine ecosystems. There is hope as more creative solutions, stronger protections, and a global effort for a visualized conservation concept has begun to take the lead and working towards this is of the utmost priority each day. And such a prime example is Brian, who has been making some incredible waves in this area. Now, Brian, I think it would be great to have you first introduce yourself um, and how you sort of became inspired to join the fight against plastic pollution and join the effort for ocean conservation. Yeah, I mean, thanks again for having me on and just the opportunity to, you know, discuss this stuff. I mean, it's really important that people know and are educated about plastic pollution and just how prevalent it is like everywhere. You don't think about it. It's just um, so anyway, about myself. Uh, so the company that I started is called Emporte, and we are specializing in creating reusable to go container programs uh, with restaurants and communities. Um, we're based here in San Diego, California. Um, so expanding throughout Southern California up and around. Um, but the real whole, whole goal of it is to get rid of all that extra plastic that comes in the back when you get something to go. Um, obviously through mm -hmm. COVID, it's things have been ramping up more and more and more, uh, something that we didn't anticipate with the pandemic, but these single use plastics are just everywhere all the time. And they automatically come with everything that you get, um, whether it's a yogurt from the grocery store or somewhere else, it's just, yeah, it's constant. So um, I'm glad that there are people that are out there that have kind of been able to inspire me and show me that this is a real problem and we've got to do something about it. Exactly. Before we actually go into Importe, which I'm super excited to hear all about, um, you are part of the Surf Rider Foundation, the San Diego County chapter, correct? Correct. Now, this 
organization is a community of dedicated people who passionately protect, you know, the ocean, our playground, basically down in California, which yeah. is the ocean yeah. and the beaches mm-hmm. for all to enjoy. Uh, such an incredible and inspiring community on a mission to protect San Diego's 72 miles of coastline, you know, fighting everything from ocean protection to clean water to coastal preservation and most importantly reduction of plastic pollution can you sort of explain um the different areas or campaigns that you have focused on since joining Surfrider, and how has that experience been for you yeah um so Surfrider, it's it's less of a question of what do they do and more of a question of what do they not do because i feel like they just they have everything going um some of the the big things that they focus on are the the rap program that's rap rise against plastics um basically how i kind of get introduced to it is through the ocean friendly restaurant program um ocean friendly mm-hmm. restaurants is basically it's a 600 plus restaurant network throughout the u.s um to basically help restaurants be more eco-friendly um whether that is through um having proper recycling services or having led light bulbs or having no styrofoam is one of the big ones um mm-hmm. and there's a million ways that you can kind of get involved in the ofr program um but again ofr is under the rise against plastics and they're really fighting to have um plastics on our beaches. Um, most people, when they think about Surfrider, they think of uh, beach cleanups. And that's kind of how most people get indoctrinated into it. Um, basically just checking out the beaches, um, clean it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the coolest things that Surfrider does with that is they take data or everyone that um, goes out and actually picks up trash, they're, they're supposed to have a buddy with them. Um, and basically the, the buddy is supposed to take the data and basically we find out what's actually polluting the beach. And then mm-hmm. we can actually find out then what, what what should we be advocating against or for as a result. So, yeah, that's some incredible work, and it kind of falls back to this whole idea of education playing a pivotal pivotal role in empowering not only yourself but in, you know everyone to be more informed and therefore more involved in effectively strategizing and creating solutions to address the different issues that our plastic our planet faces such as plastic pollution. You know, I love the approach that Surfrider takes and I wanted to get your opinion on how effective it has been from the inside through your experiences. You know, the approach that Surfrider takes is through this sort of grassroots activism, which mobilizes, you know, like you mentioned, the buddy system, like groups of people who are passionate about a cause and harnesses that power to empower others and to therefore push for a different outcome. And so, you know, it is extremely important to inform and raise awareness of an issue and to communicate effectively as to why it is important or of concern. And so, you know, what role do you feel individuals have or play in sort of advocating for protecting the long-term health of our environment? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and, it, and it's hard to answer, right? Um, I think that a, a lot of what I keep seeing lately is, you know, 100 companies, per, you know, make up for most of the plastic pollution. I can't think of the stats right now. Um, but the fact is like, yeah, 
it, it is the the big companies, but we all have our part. And I think right now mm-hmm. the the role that individuals can play is vote and advocate for people that believe in climate change and you know I guess believe scientists and will stand up for that. Um, I think that that's like a re- really big thing that. Um, individuals can do and besides that educating yourself educating your friends and family um and you know education doesn't look like it used to before essentially you know a youtube video podcast all that stuff is how you educate yourself and learn and um, follow the right people and um but yeah learn learn about things and then you know you can talk to you can talk to people about it just because Mm -hmm. you're not an expert yet doesn't mean you can't be or won't be um but you got to dive deep yeah. Exactly. And be curious, be intellectually yeah. curious and challenge the questions that are being asked. You know, I'm pretty sure that because you are part of Surf Rider Foundation, it has only further inspired you to pursue your own environmental initiatives. And, you know, you are for sure on a mission through your business in Porte. And, you know, I'll let you sort of explain a little more in detail anything else that you haven't mentioned yet, um, you know, what it's all about which is essentially, you know, it's pretty straightforward to provide reusable options, eco-friendly options for to-go food packaging and to promote, you know, eco-friendly opportunities for consumers to have when they are out and about and, you know, having to-go orders and things like that, especially in cities that, you know, like San Diego is such a very booming area uh you know i read your article and you know it talks about how san diego is this foodie type of area and i'm like i couldn't agree more i absolutely agree you know so i mean do you feel like the city itself um or i'm sorry let's backtrack let's start with what was the inspiration behind starting in Porte? Uh, yeah, so uh, it was a couple things, honestly. It was a culmination of, you know, I love to go eat just like anybody else. And yeah. there's just a lot of a lot of crap that comes with you, you go get some food. And a lot of times you don't have time to uh, sit in the restaurant or you want to go home, especially now, right? Um, but I think just seeing it all the time. And I think one day I was just like, wow, there's, there's so much. Like this is it doesn't need to be there. Nobody asked for it. And I want to change it, I guess. Um, a, another part of that was uh, my, my girlfriend, Becky, she is like, she's super environmentally conscious and she's taught me so much and kind of gotten me um, kind of, I guess, indoctrinated again and just this, uh, the community and understanding what we're up against. Um, mm-hmm. We would go get burritos and things like that. And you'd come back with uh, all those little plastic things. And, you know, she made us rinse them out and dry them off and make sure that they get put in the recycle bin and i was just like you know this is such a pain like why why do we have to do this and um so yeah i wanted to find a way for people to have um an eco-friendly choice for the to-go packaging and the more i learned about it there isn't a whole lot of like compost and stuff or compostable packaging there's like truly compostable and even if it is like in san diego for example there isn't a a compost facility that would be able to handle these things. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they're very rare, actually. Um, that's one of the most surprising things that I found. So, all right, if we can't do something that's going to compost, at least not yet, um, what about reusable? What, what kind of materials and stuff could we use for that? And so mm-hmm. settled on a stainless steel, a leak-proof container um, that people are going to be able to essentially pick up at one restaurant, 
drop off at another and it's just going to be this exchange program between the community um, where we're reducing our waste your zero or less waste um, than, than you would would have been before um, and yeah it's, it's been really exciting just to kind of see this thing take off that's really I'm super excited for you that's such a huge accomplishment to you know where you started to where you are now um, packaging is sometimes taken for granted you know especially in higher income countries across any you know low to middle income countries lack of packaging is sort of an important issue for food security um, studies have shown uh, I remember stumbling across an article that sort of discussed how when comparing environmental impacts such as you know um, greenhouse gas emissions energy water things like that plastic uh, packaging tends to have a sort of positive benefit but there is isn't really any sort of direct and simple answer to the trade-offs of the best or worst materials rather it sort of depends on the environmental impact an individual is most concerned about and how it is sort of managed so you know plastic does tend to be cheap and has lower you know greenhouse gas emissions but then you have other alternatives who you know don't emit as much such as like cotton glass and paper the evident environmental detriment is its pollution of the natural environment when poorly managed i mean you see what's happening throughout throughout the entire planet in terms of Mm -hmm. our ocean and you just it's just beyond alarming now you know businesses under the business as usual scenario follow the culture that continues to foster plastic pollution and therefore sort of promotes further fossil fuel consumption and you know it's only projected to increase as time moves forward but if the reliance on plastics persists plastics will account for you know a higher percentage by you know 2050 i think it was around the range of 20 percent to 25 percent for oil consumption by 2050 and so oil gas and coal are the main fossil fuel building blocks of plastics and the main occurrence or the main sort of accumulation of all that you know um, emissions is derived from extraction and transportation of these fossil fuels which is a very carbon intensive activity and you know according to i have the article up right now it just mm-hmm. says the yale climate connections you can it's a good article it it is estimated that to 13.5 million metric tons of carbon dioxide equivalent are emitted per year while extracting and transporting natural gas to create feedstocks for plastics in the United States. That's a alarming number. That is beyond alarming, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the best path to sort of countering such projection is the transition towards zero waste or you know the conservation of resources throughout responsible production consumption reuse and recovery and you know getting to a zero waste society really requires a significant culture shift Mm -hmm. you know and a complete innovative makeover of a product's life cycle and you really tapped into a very interesting area with your, you know, creative idea of using stainless steel and leak-proof containers for repack, you know, repackagings and reusing and to-go orders. So, you know, you really tapped into this area already. So I feel like, especially in California, it is there. There is a very remarkable and eager shift to sustainability 
conservation and protection when discussing the environment. So I just wanted to see how receptive have, you know, the people that you have reached out to, you know, such as restaurants and other organizations, how receptive have they been with your business concept? And what strategies for you have proven to work to get them on board with this entire movement? Yeah, um, I love that question, actually, because it's, you know, it's not easy. It's uh, it's a lot of education. I'll start there. Um, and, you know, I, I hear, here's a few of my mistakes, I guess. I, at first, I would talk to people and tell them how they're doing everything wrong. And um, walking into any business and telling somebody that they're doing something wrong or they could be doing it better, is it, it's not welcomed. So yeah. um, learned quickly that, you know, it's not about what's better than you know what's better than x or y um it's basically it's it's education it's um being in the right communities and knowing that um uh, but like north county san diego for me mm-hmm. like has been very you know every, everyone wants to help everyone wants to talk about it everyone that i talk to is just you know wants to talk you know, tell me this and tell me that all these facts. Um, and I think that, you know, I've gotten a little bit, I've had to change my perspective really on this whole conversation. Um, I, I take more of a, a backseat approach now and I'll ask questions and let other people tell me what they think. And what, what I find is when I have it, that, that kind of approach, people actually want to talk about these issues. And, um, but when you bring it on, it's like, you're doing doing something wrong um they don't want to hear it and and it is hard like to to have those conversations sometimes and um take a step back and look at what you're actually doing and how you can do it better so it's not easy but um you know it's, it's a necessary conversation that uh, we're having how supportive have the restaurants been out here in terms of you know you presenting this concept and then you know sort of adopting and you know adopting that entire method into their you know industry like have you has it been supportive has there been any sort of resistance like is it or is it a healthy balance of both yeah i I guess healthy balance you know there's a lot of people that don't want to change their ways there's a lot of people that want to do something and and don't know how um i think that most of it it's it's welcomed with open arms to be honest like people people want change and people are ready to to do something different especially now you know it's uh middle of october in 2020 and um we've had it with the way things are i guess by now Um, (laughs) so could have been more um you know I, I just say that there's there, there's a lot of opportunity uh, to talk to more people, and that's kind of what what I'm excited about. Is just like whenever I it feels like the tide is turning. I guess I thought that maybe I was before my time when I when I first started talking about this stuff. Like, are people ready for this? Well, mm-hmm. You know what? They are, and and that and that's why it's starting to take off, and that's why um, maybe that's why I'm here today. I guess. <laughs> Yes, I mean, you know, um, how inspired have you felt, you know, to get more involved in terms of spreading not only your business idea, you you know, with Importe, but this overarching principle of environmentalism, because you are in this arena right now. And, you know, the sort of agenda is ensuring that the long term health of our planet is the highest priority. So I feel like, you know, you have a very important message you have a very relevant 
business concept, a business model, just business in general, you know, you are really tapping into areas that, you know, like we talked about, you know, throughout the entire podcast is just being very creative and innovative in terms of how we address the the areas that we feel are of cruciality, you know, so, um, you know, you're utilizing a lot of, you know, um, yeah. social platforms, you know, so... Have you felt further inspired to keep on pushing that, pushing that limit? Yeah, you bet. I mean, the more the more I talk to people, the more ideas and, and stuff I come across. And I, I love that everyone always wants to use our products a little bit differently. And they want to, you know, well, we could do this and we can do that. Or we can um, incorporate this other business and this other um, nonprofit. And how do we how do we promote this better? And everyone wants to kind of get involved. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to get their, their feet wet and their hands just in there. Um, and that's super fun. I, I, I love kind of seeing this thing change and seeing it evolve um, over time. You know, if we're almost a year in on this, like how many times that we've not pivoted, but just refocused our energy into something different. Um, it, it constantly evolves and we're constantly trying to find out um, what people want and how to do it a little bit better. And um, I, and hearing people's feedback is just like the best thing for me. It's the mm-hmm. best thing that we can all, you know, everyone can afford to listen a little bit more than they talk. So um, I try and do that as much as I can. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. You know, I've talked with and met with some passionate individuals in different areas within the environmental community. And I can't overemphasize just how much work and dedication that they each have invested into their vision and hope for our planet. You know, you are just as driven and dedicated. So I just wanted to make sure that people got a better understanding of who you are and all the incredible work you are doing, you know, so you will continue to make an impact. And, you know, Invital Life is extremely excited to see all that you accomplish on your journey. And, you know, so for the listeners who want to get more involved with, you know, Surfrider Foundation, you can visit their website, you know, www.surfrider.org. There you can find a local chapter nearest you and get in contact with them. And more importantly, find out how to get involved. Now I'll let Brian provide his information on how you can get in contact and support everything he has going on. So Brian, all you yeah, uh, our website, uh, com. That's M-P-O-R-T-E-C-O.com. Um, and Porteco on Instagram as well. So that's all I got. Perfect. You know, on the last note, Brian, yeah. I just wanted to ask you something. You know, what advice would you give to someone who doesn't know why plastic pollution is a huge issue or how it is connected to marine conservation or ocean conservation? Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe a fact that I keep seeing more and more is how there's going to be more, there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than there is fish. And what does that mean for the food supply? What does that mean um, for the wildlife? I mean, if you, it's awful, but if you cut open uh, like a dead seagull, how much plastic are you going to find in there? And it's just, it's not just the seagull and um, we're, we're all part of nature and we're, we're doing the same thing. So um do you want that to be your future or no? I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Do something about it. You got to start somewhere. Exactly. I love it. Very concise. Very concise. Well, <laughs> Brian, you know, it has been such an honor to speak with you. You are a 
a very intelligent individual and I'm so thankful that we crossed paths and I can't I can't wait to see all that you accomplish in the near future oh you too man um yeah it's been a real pleasure to have this chat with you and um I'm excited to see where you take this thing huh all right well hopefully we can reconnect in the future again yeah absolutely um I'm sure you know our paths will cross we have um a, a similar audience no doubt so I'd love that Perfect. Sounds great. Well, we'll talk to you soon then. Environmental hello, everyone. Invitalife is extremely humbled and thankful for all of the continued support from you all. The amount of gratitude is beyond measure, and Invitalife will use that as motivation to further our environmental movement of connecting people through creative outlets and stories. However, there is one missing piece, and that is you, the outdoor enthusiast, the conservationist, the environmentalist, the person listening on the other side of this podcast. You listen and are interested in what we have going on because you have that same passion and determination to make a difference in the world and to protect the long-term health of the planet we love. We, as in humanity, can accomplish so much to implement those changes, but more importantly, to be that change to make a positive impact. We have a lot to do, so take that next step and get involved. You can reach out and embrace our environmental movement by visiting www.envitalife.com. Our world, your time. Let's keep going.